What's up, everyone? This is Connor Coffin. You're listening to Barreled Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Barreled Surf Podcast. Barreled Surf Podcast. Barreled Surf Podcast. Barreled Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Yeehaw! Alrighty then, we are back with Barrel Surf Podcast, brought to you from the wilds of Western Australia. It's a gorgeous, gloomy, sweaty afternoon in the southwest of Western Australia. To my left, as usual, Mr. T-Bone Collector. Christening my new Yeti cooler that the wife got me for Christmas. Came a bit late, but uh, better late than ever. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, mate. Very so, nice cooler. Uh, 24 cans, apparently. 24 cans? Yep. Holy shit. So Pretty excited. I seen him on the beach yesterday and that's all he was talking about. And it was no surprises when he, he just came waltzing into the shed. He, he knows he doesn't need it here. There's a huge fridge in the corner. but He, he was did look like, pretty pleased with himself, he didn't he? very happy with himself. Oh, look at me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, why, mate, it's nearly February. Why, why so late? I don't know. Might have to uh, give you Eddie a call. I'm not sure why it oh, came late. Oh, was it late. De- delivery? Yeah, delivery, yeah. yeah. Christmas Maybe deliveries. Aussie Post or Star Trek. But they're that popular. They're still back, back ordering from fucking 2022. All right, Adzi. G'day, yep. mates. How are you, mates, boys? Yeah, yep. fucking terrific. Yep. Now, Adzi, you are the, the master of the, uh, well, apart from the master of the single fin, you're also the master of the introductions. So why don't you tell all our listeners around the world who we have on the show today? Mate, we have a frothing golfer. I think that's how we... <laughs> Describe him these days. Fucking fair golfer, isn't a he? A man who's had three hole-in-ones in the last three months. He's bald. How many he, before that? Uh, don't know, well, he's got at least two kids, doesn't he? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, he's bald. He lathers himself in uh, We Are Feel Good sunscreen to keep that dome uh, Best protected. Yep. Yeah, he's also a uh, single fin theory champion. He's a... Twin Fin Tango champion. Twin Fin Tango champion and uh, just happens to be a pipeline pro, a pipeline master. He's a pipe master as well. 1998, I believe. Sunset Open champion, J-Bay champion. One of the... Two-time J-Bay champion. Yep. It is none other than Snake in the Shed, Jake Patterson. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, Yeah, boys. (laughs) Yeah, mates. Thanks for joining us. So before we get on to, uh, yeah, future endeavours and all the rest of it, which is one of the reasons why we got you in here. So your first hole in one, mate. Talk us through it. Boys, I've been playing golf for a long time and it's it's a passion of mine. So I was kind of like going through life to thinking I'm never going to have one. <laughs> and then just one late afternoon playing Dunsford Lakes with a couple of boys, bango, nailed one. And then was what, it w- wind what, assisted, you reckon? No, it was, it was into the wind. Oh, yeah. What hole? Uh, hole five yep. in Dunsborough Lakes. And then... Gotcha. One month later over in Yamba for the Amber Open, playing with Tommy Witts and Luke Hitchings and, and a couple of the pros over there and Ronnie Blakey and Bango had another one with all the boys. Which no was, oh, that would have been good. It was a pissy affair for sure. <laughs> Cop and that, T-Wits. Coming back, played with Paris, the local golf pro here, and a couple of the boys as well. Had one on hole 17 again in Dunsborough Lakes. Wow. Holy if shit. it doesn't rain, it pours, right? Crazy. Seventh, I would have thought if I'm ever going to get a hole in one, it'd be on five rather than 17. 17 is a bit of a tougher one, I reckon. Yeah, it is. For yeah. sure. What do you get at the local Dunsborough Golf Club if you get a hole-in-one? You get to buy everyone drinks. Right? Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> better hope it's not a club day. <laughs> so I can effectively get the same outcome if I hit a ball and it doesn't go past the ladies' tees, right? <laughs> you can well, also buy much it. You buy a jug anyway, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. So was it in a competition? No. Uh, one, the Yambo one was in a competition. Okay. But uh, the two other ones in Dunsborough weren't. Still. 
In front had of witnesses. Paris. In front of Paris, he's a local pro. Yeah. Also a very keen surfer. Well, and a fucking good footy player too, I believe. Yeah. Like your young bloke. So yeah, good on you, mate. Three holy ones. Three I, I've ones. also been playing golf my whole life and have never even come within three feet. <laughs> <laughs> you still definitely looked more excited at the uh, end of that backdoor pipe wave in '98 with seconds to go. I'm still claiming you looked uh, more elated coming out of that and getting the win at pipe than those hole in one because I saw all your videos. Oh, I'm not sure about oh, that. Oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> I don't know. You look pretty excited. You're excited in all the videos, but. Uh... Suck it, Brucey. <laughs> Did you put the beers on after that win, though? Oh, uh, yeah. Similar to a golf yeah. hole in one. Yeah. Bought everyone dinner down at Aloha Joe's down in Hullyeva. Did you? Yeah, a good story about that is yep. Damien Hardman ordered lobster for entree and main. <laughs> <laughs> what a wanker. <laughs> uh, did uh, Bruce Irons come to the dinner, the no, man who you stole was, the master's, no, pipe masters off? It was all the Aussie guys. Yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. He's won pipe though as well, hasn't he? Um, I don't know. Yeah, he won not, it, not he, as a CT. Yeah, one. he won it a couple of years. No, he won it. Oh, a couple of years later, yeah. Pipe Master. Gets a bit blurry now, doesn't it, with the Vans Pipe Master and the... Oh, and also the virtual series they had a couple of years back and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like Crosby, I wanted it in the virtual one, I think. Yeah, like yeah. The... Video entries, it's like Barton Lynch's blast off. He yeah. deserved it, though. He got some nuts ones, some crazy backdoor. How's he going to go this year? On the... He's going to do well, I think. I mm. think he's going to... If he doesn't froth out too much, like that's the, the trick with the new kids is trying to contain the froth and... Try and pretend you've been there for a long time, which is really hard to do. But, you know, every heat win on that tour because the cut is so early is mm. so crucial. Fuck so yeah. you can't make any mistakes. Yeah, right. So um, I guess well, all those San, San Clemente boys are all doing the meditation and the ice baths and all the rest of it. So they'll, they'll be pretty zen going into Pipeline in about a week and a half's time. Two weeks? Yeah. When is it? It is, yeah, into January. 28th, 20, I think. 28th or 29th, I think the waiting period starts. And, mate, we, we did get Snake in for some big news that we're about to jump in straight away. But just as a little side note, when we're talking about the Vans Pipe Masters there, did you see that guy, Emio, I have no idea how to say his name, the guy. Samerziak. Yeah, from like Tahiti, smacked his head on the reef pretty bad and big medical bills and uh, no insurance with the competition. I wonder... Uh, like they, they were like, oh, we had no insurance. He had no he personal had no health insurance, insurance, insurance and the competition. Yeah. Surely, there's PI insurance involved. I would have thought so, but mate, is that, that a usual thing? It's a, it's a weird one when you're competing and stuff. When I was travelling on tour and your insurance bill or premium went through the roof because you're actually going to crazy places like Tahiti and you know staph infections and all kinds of crazy stuff that you can get. Like if you're competing, yeah, that's pretty heavy for him. But I think the GoFundMe thing's doing really, really well because I saw Kelly put like all the all the big dudes posting it. So I saw Philippe Toledo chucked in five grand. That's so sick. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. Maybe maybe Good thinking um, if I pay five grand, this guy will put a jersey on for me. <laughs> Get me a few fucking scores. <laughs> for the Olympics as well, maybe? Oh, well, it depends. Not if it's in another Japan beach break, mate. Yeah, but maybe this oh, time so around. Tahiti, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nah, fair play. He should have chucked in ten. <laughs> He's a generous guy, eh? Like, that's pretty sick, though. Yeah, yeah. five grand. Amazing. Amazing effort. It's, it's pretty surprising, though, that the, they didn't cover it. I mean, you'd think it would, like... It's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah you, you should have your own personal travel insurance doing mm. that stuff. But yeah, yeah. Constantly Hecky. doing that when you're travelling all around the world each week. Big news. Why did we get Snake in the Shed other than the fact yeah, he's well, just a fucking local legend we want to have a beer <laughs> with him? That's right. So um, we did hit some, a bit of a whisper a little while, about a couple of months, month or two ago. And obviously been on the tools in the office for a couple of years doing the uh, We Are Feel Good Inc., as we mentioned before. Best in the business. Sunscreen. And 
Sunscreen, that yeah, is. Yeah, sunscreen, of course. Yeah. So uh, what's happening, Jake? You, uh, you've made a bit of a decision, hey? Yeah, I mean, it's been four years since I've been coaching. Four years? Well, COVID. COVID, my yeah, coaching that's right. crew, basically, you because, too, yeah. you know, I only got paid at the events and, and COVID, there was a whole year and a half or whatever it was with um, no events. So I had to, you know, go back to the... The real world and, uh, yeah, run the, the, the business of We Are Feel Good Inc. sunscreen for four years it's been now. So it's got to a stage where I've got it to that I can't really move it much more forward with my knowledge and ability. So we've hired um, ex-CEO of uh, Quicksilver, as a matter of fact, Craig Stevenson. He's going to be taking over the reins for me um, the 1st of February. And nice. I'm going back on tour to, to coach. So back I'm on tour. Back on tour. Sick. Coach Snake Tails is back in the business. Sick. Yeah. I think I think it's my passion and it's my it's like uh it's what I've got to give more than what I I can do in an office if you get what I mean it's oh, like for sure it's you know I've got more knowledge to give in the surfing world than I do so it's a rarer <laughs> talent as well being a WCT coach than someone who's good at business you know what I mean like it's, it's definitely a uh, a lot smaller niche so it's more valuable you know it's rarer so yeah. were you always leaving that option open to kind of go back to coaching or was it something that's sort of emerged over the last six months or I so? kind of emerged kind of thing Kanoa it could been asking me for the last couple of years and I was going, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready to leave the business. The business is not ready um, and and so on and so forth. And then just the way it all turned out, it just so happened that, you know, this year it all, all the stars aligned and, and um, yeah, I ended up picking up a couple of other guys as well. Uh, Cade Matson from St. Clemente. I used to coach him back in the, in the snake tail days and um, Ethan Ewing after Hawaii because uh, Ethan's working with Shane Dorian in Hawaii. And um, Sawyer Bindlard, and Sick. she's working with Shane Doran as well in Hawaii, so I'll be coaching her after Hawaii. Where's Where's Kanoa living these days? Kanoa's living all over the place. He spends a lot of time in Portugal, um, spends way more time in Japan now, um, and uh, Huntington, yeah, so he goes between them all kind of thing. And obviously tour takes a lot of his time as well, so kind of like a bit of a... You know, international citizen. Yeah, international citizen. Just looking at Canoa's results last year, he finished fourteenth. Was it fifth, fourteenth, or fifteenth? And then the year before that, he he just outside the top five. No, no he, he was, was fifth, in the five. Fifth in the year before that. One that, wave at Tahiti was, got him through to to the right. yeah, yeah. right. So and Griff was gone. Yeah, knocked out the yeah, sticks. So dropping down to fourteenth, obviously he would have been disappointed with that because he's he comes across a very competitive uh, young man. Um, looking at his year, what sort of um, what sort of conversations have you been having him about last year? Um, were, were you sort of monitoring his his results last year, even though you weren't coaching? Yeah, definitely. I was sending him messages and stuff like that. He, he's just – he kind of like just dropped the ball. You get what I mean? Like he, he kind of like looked a little lost in the what, what he wanted to try and achieve kind of thing. His mindset is – so strong. He's normally the guy that can sit there for, for 25 minutes without a wave and go, I'm going to still win this heat in five minutes. Like he'll wait for the best wave. He'll get an eight, paddle back out, get a four or five and, and nail the other guy kind of thing. And he was he almost tried to, to surf a heat like Philippe or, or um, Atello or something like that, like riding heaps of waves. And, yeah. and he's got the ability to do that. But, you know, those guys – they start like that and then they, they change their tact and then they'll use their priority properly or whatever like that. So he was kind of lost in between trying to, you know, do his – like the the way I taught him how to compete, like, you know, always be on the best wave and, and be solid, no falling and 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 compete smart kind of thing. And and then he wanted to almost try to turn into that free surfer kind of guy and, and don't worry about what the other guy's doing and, and kind of like try to do it half-heartedly, like mm. both of them, so not yeah. committing to either or and – 
you know, we went through all these heats from all year last year and 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 had a look at his first scoring wave of every heat and, and I think there was only one or two heats that he scored up over six points on his first wave. Really? Yeah, so that's a cool, so, cool stat. Yeah, oh, but that's what I was watching his season. Yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, you know, you, you're not. You got a priority's huge in these in this in this business. So, you know, you're throwing priority away if you if you're starting with under a six. So, it must be pretty snake 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 snake. He will be pretty snake. He'll be snake. All right. If you're pretty stoked that you you're back with him, though, I'm pretty sure. Give him, a, you know, give him a bit of a pepper in his step for net for this year. Yeah, I mean, I convinced him to let me coach Ethan as well because, like, when you're coaching someone that they're both vying for the top five, obviously. I mean, Cade's, um, you know, he's a new guy. He's going to be stoked to probably make the cut, you know, his first year and so on. And but to coach two guys that are vying for that two, you know, there's five spots, so it's pretty yeah. hard to try and not try and tell them the same things. But they can kind of compete a little bit differently. So, and I do, comp- I do coach everyone differently compared to the for their ability and and their knowledge and whatever, whatever. Like I coached Griffin back in the day different to Ramsey, for instance. You get what I mean? So yeah. everyone's um, got their strengths. Yeah, and everyone's weaknesses got their strengths and, and weaknesses. So always always towards their strengths and and their mindset as well. What the way they are at that that wave or that ability or and who they've got kind of thing. So yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of homework and and stuff. So how's the um reaction and thought pattern of say Kanoa going okay you're my guy and you're like I'm gonna coach this other guy a little bit too and that where, where do you draw the line or or does any of those guys say no it has to be all me or can you say oh it's beneficial to do too obviously it's beneficial for you in terms of uh, a paycheck yeah. but where do you draw the line and saying okay well this is this is the only amount of people I'm going to help. Well, Julian did that. When I coached Julian for like six months or whatever, um, he said no to yep. everyone. No girls, no nothing. Because <laughs> yep. he, he just goes, well, when when you're off on the road, like if the girls are, I want you with yeah. me. We're going to go surf somewhere. Free you know, surf, I don't yeah. want you yeah. hanging at the event yeah, for, yeah. For, for another athlete. And definitely no other guys because, yeah. you know, we're going for one spot. I don't want you, yeah. you know, if I come up against the guy you're coaching, you're like, you know, so th- yeah. he was very strict about that. But Canoa was a bit hesitant at the start, but then I was just going, you know, it's like the Rocky Balboa and Creed thing, like, you know, when they're fighting, like, with no cameras and stuff in the thing. I was going, it's the best thing ever. If you, if me and you can go down the beach at find somewhere and you guys can have a, heats by yourselves, man on man, or, or even with Cade, have three-man heats with yourselves, you're sparring with one of the best in the world, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and the more times you can surf against that guy, it's the best ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so why wouldn't you? Yeah. So it kind of, it's you kind a, of just got over the line. So good analogy good with the boxers because when you're warming up for a world title fight, you don't want to just be sparring the local John, Dick, and Harry down the down what, the local what is gym. Shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You well, want to be yeah testing yourself against the best, so you're ready for the best. I well, guess. You look yeah. at UFC. Like a lot of those top UFC fighters all train together, spar together. Some of them probably don't fight each other, but eventually they do. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's sort of similar, you know, training and sparring and yeah, as surfers. I, I I think it's great for that thing, but like it'll be interesting if it does come down to trestles and they're both in the top five. Hell yeah, like it'll be. I know I have. Yeah, Mate. but it'll you know, <laughs> it, it's whether I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see if that happens. I guess. Hey, just to sidetrack, Snake, you m- mentioned Ramsey. Unfortunately, he obviously got injured last year. Where is he at now? Do you know? Is he going? Oh God! Yeah, he's the next the next guy in. So he is. He is. Okay, I couldn't remember. That's yeah. just up to the cut, right? So if he misses the cut, he's. Oh, even at Pipe, apparently, I was reading an article saying that 
going on previous years has pretty much been at least two or three people injured at the start of every year. And Jiao Chianka's already injured and it was, they listed someone else and they said it's almost guaranteed he'll be starting at pot. What's yeah. his That's status, Jiao Chianka? What's he? I don't know. Uh, I spoke to Ramsey just the other day and he said apparently Jiao's going to surf. So, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Hawaii's like one of those things that it's one good day at pipe, you can you can lose three or four guys yep. just from uh, one swell kind of thing. So um, he's going to Hawaii. He'll be ready to roll. And um, I hope he gets the opportunity, honestly, because the poor guy's been working his ass off for shit, yeah. 10, 10 to 12 years or whatever, and, yeah. and he finally made it and then didn't even get to surf one heat. Poor yeah, yeah um, that was devastating. And that yeah. was from pipe as well, wasn't it? Uh, uh, it was definitely in Hawaii. I'm not sure if it was pipe okay. or not. But yeah. When are you going to Hawaii? Uh, the 25th, yes. so next week. It's Thursday. So I know it's probably a bit early out, but what's the forecast at this stage? Does anyone have a look? No. Nah, bit long no. range. Too, yeah. too far away. So yeah. 29th is pretty far. But, yeah. the, you know, the, yeah, the swells, they can forecast pretty far out for Hawaii because, you know, the big storms come down from yep. Japan yep. and stuff. So You're taking your own quiver of uh, hand-shaped snakes or are you just going <laughs> to grab a few... A few boards were you over there? Right, or I'm you... just taking golf clubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a couple of pangs over there, glass on fins. Yeah, you'll have a couple of swallows. You'll, you'll surf over there, surely, won't you? No, yeah, for sure. I'll surf heaps. I'm yeah. looking forward to getting back in the water like I hardly surf these days. Yeah, it's... especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. And so when was the last time you were in Hawaii? <laughs> Uh, I actually went. Um, oh, that's right. You were there for your 50th. 50th, yeah. yeah I yeah. went for like 10 days and watched pipe and played some golf and – didn't surf a wave over probably six foot. Like it was yeah. horrible. If yeah. you remember pipe last year, it was terrible. It was yeah. um, they had one all right day, but yeah, it was like um, pretty bad. Jack so. Rubbo went in like two to three foot. Yeah, it yeah, was like little. Door, didn't he? Yeah, it was like rippable little yeah. bites. And um, mate, out of the people you're coaching, who's got the best crib over there, and where are you staying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm staying at Turtle Bay with Kanoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this season. So, so I was hoping that, to stay. That's in a hotel there, uh, right? Yeah, in a condo kind of thing on the oh, golf yeah. course there. But I was actually hoping to stay on the beach with the in the Quicksilver house. But Kanoa kind of like, that's where Griffin's staying and um, Rio Wada oh, yeah. is staying there as well. So he kind of like wanted to have his own little joint. Because so. obviously your whole career you were affiliated with Quicksilver. Is there still a bit of love there between you and Quickie or is it sort of pretty generic brand these days with not, not no, a lot of leftover? No, still some love there. Still get some free clothes and weddies and stuff. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Sick. All right. still, on the, still on the team. On the team still spinoed. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Don't like paying for stuff. Then. No. <laughs> you know, once you're used to getting it for free all your life, it's, yeah. it's pretty pretty tough. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm still kind of associated with Quicksilver. It's still soft in my heart for sure. Mate, with the um, – Trestles that everyone freaking hates uh, at the end of the Not year. Not everyone. Not everyone. Well, that's my. I'm getting to this point. I'm. I guess you won't hate it because uh, when I think of trestles and someone who could potentially beat Philippe or Gabby out there, Kanoa is a good fit for trestles. You'd have to be pretty happy about. Ethan's um, pretty handy too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, but oh man, like like last year, I feel like you need to be either third or second or first seeded going in. Otherwise, I reckon the the judges just get a bit bored with you. Maybe not bored, but they, you know, it was just Ethan was so amazing. We've talked about it before. But then by the time Philippe came on, it was new and fresh and Ethan was doing the same thing and I feel like he might have lost a bit of love there. But, um, mate, you must feel good about Kanoa at Trestles if he makes it, surely. Yeah, definitely with his repertoire. But, you know, as, you know, 
Ethan's amazing as well. But uh, you know, I kind of agree. If you've got surf too many, too many times, you've got to mix it up more than just the same turn or whatever. Like you've got to, yeah, like if you're Ethan through everything, the kitchen sink at every single wave he had. Yeah. And um, Philippe just went, oh, is that all you got? Here we <laughs> go. I'm just going to go zonk yeah. to a whole nother level. It was pretty impressive to watch. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was um, incredible. Yeah. So that that's what I was saying about everyone hates it. Like I kind of hate this, the, the way how – We'll go to the girls' side for a little bit. Chris would have had an extra two world titles easily. She did. She won. Yeah. You know, but going into trestles, yeah. and she lost both times. Yeah. So pretty, pretty now, thing. But now she's taken a year off. In saying that, like she knew going into that year, that's how it all is. You know, they all know. But it's it's one of those things. I mean, Steph came from fifth place and 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 won. But the girls are a little bit different because they kind of like don't mix it up with the airs and the and and so so. There's nothing really gets boring with the girls, but with the guys, um, you kind of got to you kind of almost got to save something for the for the, if you make the the big show, yeah. the, you know, the last one. Oh, there it is, Freshie. Um, so yeah, it, there's I, I'm sure there's a strategy about going through it, but you know, in saying that, you can't leave anything left unturned in into the final five anyway, because if you do, you could get beaten and you're done. So. I'd love to see everyone in the top five. It runs over two days and everyone gets best of three. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. fifth versus fourth and then they surf, you know, they can surf against another guy or whatever that same day, but they best of three because it comes down to like 30 or 35 minutes and like the first year I think, um, did Ethan make it two years in a row? I think he did, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Like last year, the year before, he sat for – I don't know, 20, 20 minutes, 20, yeah, 20 plus, plus minutes. minutes. And then he pulled the trigger. If he had to wait 30 seconds more, he would have had the wave he was waiting for, but he pulled it like a second too late and bang, his, his whole year was done in like 10 minutes. But like if he had another chance at like a top, you know, best of the – run shorter heats, who gives a shit? Yeah. Unless yeah. you're going to add another crack at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just makes it a bit more – probably a bit more fair in terms of that whole year. Well, you're um, still going to crown a world champion in one day because it's going to be the second day. Yeah. But who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you spoken to Steph recently? Uh, no, I haven't. No. I asked her what she was doing, but I heard some rumours that she might be t- taking a year off too. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. May or may not have heard that first on Barrel Surf Podcast. So looking at the uh, the 2024 list of men, looking at the rookies, um, you're not coaching this uh, guy, Snake, but interesting to get your uh, your views on his strengths and weaknesses. Not many weaknesses, but Kyle Hausman. What do you reckon his strengths will lie on his rookie year? Oh yeah, I hit him up to to coach him this year as well, and <laughs> yeah, um, he's working. He oh, kind of like, yeah. I only started. I only knew I was going to be coaching pretty late, so he'd already he's already locked in with Luke Keegan for this year. So oh, Louis. wow, um, oh yeah. So you got Carolinas again as well. Uh yeah, I think so. Yep. yep. Um, his strengths. Uh, there's not many weaknesses there. Like mm, he he's obviously won the Challenger Series last year, so his small wave prowess is really strong. He's got that big, powerful. Goofy foot thing. He's he's great in the air. Like he's probably that could be his little bit of a weak point, but he can do big airs. But his big powerful backhand is going to be his strength, I think. Like um, Bell's, Margaret's, exactly. Um, yeah. He's a big boy. Um, yeah, so and he charges. So Pipey will do fine. Sick. Just on that as well. Um, obviously, you've got Cade Matson in your corner this year. Same question. What do you think you need to work on with him, and where's he going to go? Well. I just want to um, try and get his confidence up to be able to mix it up with everyone on tour. Like 
I'd still remember my uh, first rookie season and I was surfing against Damien Hardman and Barton Lynch and guys like that just going, oh, how am I going to beat like these these guys are like superhumans in Giants. my eyes yep. kind of thing. So I just want to make sure if he comes up against a Philippe or a, someone, you know, that he's not freaking out, you know, like he, yeah, over, overwhelmed. He kind of just goes, you know, we, we have our set game plan. And if he can execute the game plan, he, he's, he win, lose or draw, he comes in happy. Yeah. Um, and not trying to over-surf like a lot of kids like trying to go, oh, I've got to surf outside my skin, you know. Yeah. All he's got to do is go out there and keep the top guys honest. Yeah. Um, that was my whole thing when I was on tour. Like I was always the guy getting, you know, well, back three ways. It was like three sixes <laughs> or three sevens or whatever. And, the, you know, if the top guys made a mistake, I was there to pounce on them, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, not in saying he's got incredible talent, you know. He, he should be able to mix it up. But just trying to get his mindset that he is one of the top surfers in the world. How know? old is he? He's only 21, I think. Yeah. So he's only just young, yeah. What about, what about Sawyer Lindblad? Um, well, that just came around from the guys in San Clemente asking me if, if I'm interested in coaching her. Um, she's obviously from San Clemente and um, she's looking for a coach for, for tour this year. She'll be traveling with her dad all year. And I just went, yeah, she she looks like a little Caroline, like a little good foot, powerful, um, really nice style. Um, she got second at Snapper, I think, in the, qualif- in the Challenger last year. So... Yeah, I think that that's another thing for her as well. Like the same thing for Cade, like get ahead in like this you you're one of the best in the world. Let go out there and just do your thing without getting overawed with surfing against, you know, the top girls. You're here for a reason, so let's see what you can do. Yeah. What a, um she's got a younger brother too, hasn't she? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he was at Snapash. Taj. Is it a Taj? I think it might be a Taj. I think he made the quarters at Snapper too. Um, probably his best result for the year, but anyway. Uh, Steve, I know you're championing the bit there. No, I just noticed um, there's also a, a 51-year-old Gromit got a wild card <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> what's, Did you reach out to the Gromit to see if he wanted to uh, get your coaching expertise? Or? No, I, I actually Instagrammed him today and um, oh, he posted something funny the other day and I was kind of giving him a bit of shit because he almost missed the wave. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I said, I'm coming to Hawaii. I'm back on the tools. Um, you know, let's go have a hit a golf you know yeah he obviously loves his golf as well but um i'd love you know i i reckon i could make him win a few more heats too because he really? yeah, yeah because he just i saw the way how he surfed heats he kind of like he can't do what he used to do anymore like he yeah. needs to he needs to get back to like being a little bit smarter and like you know in piper he's still one of the best in the world. any barreling wave he is still one of the best in the world no doubt yeah but when it comes to to competing in in performance waves especially when it's a little bit smaller especially with his equipment kind of thing someone oh. needs to tell him right a five it's ten five like eleven round years, tail pintail or something yeah exactly you know not a fight because he overpowers the five eight five nine so yeah. easy yeah that he need he can't use the power he's got he's got crazy power yeah but he kind of like every time he puts the rail in he kind of nurses it instead of going as hard as he can yeah, mm. you know, I want to see back to the old J Bay days when he's running six one Merrick kind of sweet pintail class on fins. Rah! <laughs> Fuck we, yeah. Would you would you would you tell him that if you were hanging out with him? Or? Yeah, I've told him. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like it. You know, <laughs> no, no, you can't tell the guy. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's almost embarrassing me telling him. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I, it's just my personal opinion that he can take it or leave it. It's like yeah, yeah. It's you know, but I I honestly think that he'd do better. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I mean, he's the one that's got to deal with it. So. Is it all about the Olympics for this year for him? Is that why goats? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. Is there a chance he can get it, even though he didn't? Yep. 
I think there's a, a spot race. there. There's Always a, a chance for it, Kelly to no, do anything. No, I think they've opened up a spot as a wild card spot for, for, for someone like Kelly, for a Gabby maybe or a Kelly or a, someone like that. So he'll have to go probably, I don't know if he's got to do the ISA or there's there's some sort of criteria that he's got to go through to get it, but he's all about it. There'd be no complaints in giving him an Olympic wild card, obviously, from anyone if it's at a wave like Chopu. You'd, I don't think anyone would complain. Eh? Like, well, look at some of the people in, that get on Olympic teams, you know. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if it was at some beachy and he got given a wild card, everyone would be like, fuck, what's the point? But at Tahiti, I mean, far out, he could win an Olympic gold, which would be his dream, no doubt. And, and that'll probably be the last we'll see him oh, competing, you would think. Well, oh, he'd be. probably do the odd wild card and stuff, but like... Yep. Uh, he'll be trying really hard to make the cutter. He won't want to miss Fiji. No way. Fuck no. And he'll do, you know, he can. I watched him compete in a 10 foot cloud break riding a 5'11 quad fin, doing the most incredible surfing ever. And he can compete with the best out there easily. Well, he's got the new hip. So hopefully that might give him a bit more life. <laughs> Has he got a new hip? He got a hip replacement. Did he? Is it hip? Was it knee? Hip? Can't be a hip replacement. I wonder if he know. got the. That was um, a hip. Pretty sure it was a hip. wonder if he went and got the stem cells like his old There's mate no Dorian was, down in no Mexico. no way it was a replacement, though. I think he had some, like, scraped out or something. He can't get a hip replacement <laughs> and compete at Pike next week. Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. Stem cells, <laughs> Dorian, Mexico. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan, they're all over it, these guys. Half man, half machine. Yeah. yeah. John John's that. foreskin or whatever it is. Implanted <laughs> <laughs> in his knee. The cheeky monkey beers are going down beautifully. What do you boys reckon? Mate, I'm uh, on the hard ginger beer right now. It's a ripper. Gotta love a bit of ginger beer in summer for those hot afternoons. And they're stiff. They taste real good. You can get 10% off if you go into VAS in the industrial area. Tell them Barrel Surf Podcast sent you and you'll get 10% off takeaway sales. Get it in you. Yeah, cheeky monkey. G'day, everybody. It's Bugs here. And you're listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. I like to drink Forrester wines. They taste fucking good. They're made on Wildwood Road. It's one of the best places in the world, southwest of Western Australia. And if you go online, type in Barreled to the coupon, you get 25% off. It is a really good deal. Type in Barreled and save yourself some hell money. Get some hell wine. How's your back going these days, Hatsy? What about you, T-Bone? Oh, T-Bone's, mate. He's in that good a nick. He just doesn't even need to go to the physio. He's an absolute weapon. But for the rest of us, down south physio, go see Trev. He's an absolute surfing specialist. He's been doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things in the world of surfing, travelling all around the globe because everyone knows you can't froth harder than a Trevor Frothens Brown at down south physio. I don't know about you guys, but I've been absolutely stoked with my Shark Eyes wetsuit. Yeah, they're pretty sick, so comfy, and they're bringing out a new range. Uh, it's a more affordable range. I believe it's going to be direct-to-consumer online. It's called the Mungrel range. Oh, the Mungrel. Yeah, which could be good in summer when you just want to really cover up from the sun a bit and not be too hot. So check out Shark Eyes Wetsuits. They're killer. Now, the question on everyone's lips, mate, is snake tails. <laughs> YouTube coming back. I don't think so. Because the Snake Tales was all about the, the Challenger Series events kind of thing. It's a one-week event and got a whole bunch of guys and they're funny and it's kind of entertaining. The CTs, are, everyone's too serious. You don't get the, the feel of the vibe kind of thing. It, it's one of those ones that's pretty hard to create a show out of it, I don't think. And, and I'm not even sure I'd be allowed to with the WSL, yeah, like okay. with the footage and stuff. So 
the you're rights. not allowed to yeah well you're not allowed to compete in the, i mean film in the competitors area yep just another, to another example of the wsl locking down something that doesn't really matter too much really no. anyway well it's it's pretty entertaining you want to see someone's reactions and emotions exactly win, lose or draw mm. kind of thing so that's what the wsl reserved the right to put out to the world instead of like you know my instagram you know yeah posting like you know ramsey dancing and yeah well that's it that's <laughs> it you know or kanoa you know jumping on his board or you know you know, we well, won't get much mate, out of it. He'll, he'll be in trouble with uh, Coach Snake if he damages his board. Yes. You've told us before that I, you don't like that. No, uh, no, it's not the board's fault that you made mistakes yep. or you lost or whatever. <laughs> so, and your shapers and that, like, you know, all the work and effort that goes in your boards and these sport little kids punching their boards, it drives me mental. As no. a we might not see a full Snake Tales video series, but I'm sure we'll see, see some little snippets. Yep. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll be filming like I do. And that's part of my coaching thing. It's like really important, I think, to even the heats and stuff to go over and because I like filming the waves that they let go, not even the waves that they take kind of thing and go, yeah. well, look at that one. Yeah, well, that, that you was know, a five that, and a yeah, five, eight. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Over the line. So when you go next week, mate, when you when are you back? Yeah, no, I'll be back for about 10 days and then off to Portugal, yeah. Mm. Back and then Bells and Mugs. Mugs. I was listening to Stab, Stab Podcast today and they had uh, Nathan Florence on there. He was talking about the costs involved with – Travelling all over the place like he's been doing on his slab tour. I'm Nate Florence and this is the slab tour brought to you by the Barrel Surf Podcast. <laughs> Who funds his... He well, does, mate. He does, yeah. Must be so, 100k plus a year. Well, he has to pay sure. last minute airfares to go for swells. has to pay his filmer, filmer's accommodation, filmer's food and, and everything else. So obviously a pretty expensive undertaking. So the question for you, mate, do the surfers under your charge, do they sort of pay... Your airfares and accommodation, that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, they split the costs for my travel and okay. and when I'm away kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, okay. Sounds good. Are you ordering crayfish for entree and mains <laughs> as well? <laughs> no. It's not the kind of, it's not the kind of deal that works, yeah. Just back to Slater real quick. Has he ever had any hole-in-ones that you're aware of? Oh, I think he has at a par three. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I just par three it, course. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't count. It, uh, yeah. Of course it counts. It's like you still got to hit the ball into the hole. It's still hard. I just thought if he hadn't, maybe you could broach that and then on, <laughs> on the back of that to say, and by the way, you should be riding a 5'10 rounded pin. Uh, he, he might he, listen to you then. He commented He commented on my last hole in one. He goes, unfollow, unfollowing or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is some sort of joke. Jacob Wilcox. The next great hope from WA. Uh, do you talk to him at all? Obviously not coaching him, but there's got to be a bit of love for the fellow West Aussie there. Yeah, I actually did some coaching with him at Margaret. He came over for Christmas to, for his family. I did a couple oh, yeah. of days with him. Oh, did you? To show how I coached kind of thing, my the way I did it and everything like that. Did two days with him and, and see if he was interested kind of thing. And um, I think he's going... He's kind of like not going to really go with the coach this year. He's kind of like going to get a little – like guys to help him along the way kind of thing. So Like event specialists or Yeah, whatever. well, that's what Ethan does – did all year last year because I yep. coached Ethan and Margs when he comes yep. over and stuff. But he was pretty interested when I said I was going to be doing a whole year to, to jump on board again. So I'm is, pretty frothing. Is that a bit of a monetary thing? Because I'm, I'm guessing Jacob probably doesn't have as much financial backing as oh, a canal or something, obviously. I wouldn't know. Don't know. I wouldn't know what yep. he sponsors deal or whatever, but – but in terms he, of like whether you were going to come on board with him or not, he d he just kind of like left it open. Like he's go, oh, I just want to see how I go in Hawaii, and then maybe we'll see. But now I'm kind of full now anyway, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. like all my spot. I can't do. Would you can't really do any more than like three guys and and one girl? Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Otherwise, for sure. Yeah. You, but would you just give him a little little sly 
whisper in the ear when no one was looking, <laughs> just for a bit of West Aussie patriotism. And then send him an invoice. Yeah. It's like, remember, remember when I saw you at the pub that night at 12.30 and we're stumbling home and I told you about that? That was actually 400 bucks worth of info there. Would you ever do that, like just a bit of passing advice or probably not? No, probably all? not. You've got to keep it clean. No, I've got to. No, I'm pretty yeah. proud of the, you know, if I've got to look after the guys I pay me to coach instead yeah, of, yeah. you know, giving out free advice, it's pretty heavy, but. Yeah. Um, Canal would spit the dummy, wouldn't he, mate? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want Jacob to do well for sure, but, yeah, yeah. you know, he's had his chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, How do you reckon he's going to go? I, I think he's going to do really well. Mm. He's got no weaknesses either. And, he, and you know, he's put on a, he's so solid. Have you seen him lately? He no, is big Not, not boy. since Margie's actually last year. Yeah, but like from. Say two years ago, he was the skinny little flicky guy to what he is now. Have a look at the backhand surfing he was doing at Snapper just in that last swell. Yeah, he he's a big, solid boy, like kind of like um, a bit like Cole, you know. Yep. Probably not as big as Cole, but like right there. Because he'd be like five eleven, pushing six foot maybe. Yep, he's he's yep. pretty tall, like yeah, nearly six foot I think. But yep. like he's really filled out. Oh, that's good news. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to to being at the events and seeing how it all pans out, Sick. kind of thing. Is Kanoa in Hawaii yet? I think they've. I think there must be a swell coming because watching Instagram it looks like everyone's on their way. Oh, okay. They're all kind of like it's kind of like that time. It's like ten days out. It's kind of like two weeks. They're kind of getting there. Yeah. Trying to all the new boards. You know, you see every post is like guys with the new quivers and stuff. So. And surely you're telling all your guys in your corner go and get there early, get some surfs under the belt. You'd surely. That'd yeah, be my a main thing advice, is to it? get there early and ride every single board on it. I want to see anyone waxing up a brand new board for a heat okay. or like the day before yeah. or whatever. Like the equipment is is a trusty thing for Hawaii, like paddling in a pipe, you know, you've got to grab rail and drag yourself through a 10 foot pit. Yeah. You don't want to be guessing if it's going to hold off the bottom. You've got, you got to know it's going to hold off the bottom, you know. So because pipe's the first event, you're telling the guys to surf pipe only or just... Test the boards in any ways. Yeah, no, nah, test the boards in any ways because yeah. you, you don't get the test boards at pipe. You're not getting <laughs> yeah. waves out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go to get 10 waves. You, no, no. You're lucky to get one or two. You've got to get out there and kind of get the the gist of like what waves you'd want to take even if you're not getting the good waves. You've got to go, well, that I'd take that wave in a heap. Yeah. You know, I'd take that wave in a heap left to right knowing where you are on the lineup and stuff like that. So it's it's all important to be out there even if you're not catching waves. But oh, yeah. To get used to your boards, you've got to go to the, like the second rate waves or whatever to, to get a, like a pig out on waves, you know. Like, yeah. And then sunset again, that's a whole other kettle of fish, in, you know, completely different boards and you've got to get out there and – They can get waves out at sunset thing. though. Yeah, yeah. Sunset's like you can be me you away and, and catch a wave because it doesn't matter how crowded it is. Like you can kind of be in the right spot. You get the right chip and yeah. off you go. Yeah, right. Um, Fuck, Ethan out at sunsets. So. He's next level. Oh, we just want to see some swell it? this year in Hawaii. Surely they're getting it. It's a – what year is it, Namu? El Nino, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's El Nino. world's gone crazy. So hopefully we get to see some swell. That's all, mate. I just want to see swell in Hawaii for the comps because, you know, we're all upset about trestles, maybe everyone except for snakes. Even yeah. like the year when Kelly won it a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah, even those conditions. Pumping. pumping. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean even those conditions? That was all time. Even those water. conditions. <laughs> yeah, 10-foot pipeline. Well, it was Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty good. So, Snake, where are you? Uh, obviously, you got a soft spot for Hawaii, I guess, Fiji. Where else are you looking forward to heading back to this year? That's a good question. Um, bells. I, I love the history of Bells. Like, there's a, such a unique history of that event. Like, uh, one of the... One of, one of the events I really tried my hardest to win, which is probably why I never did. You know, when you want something too much, you got to like let it happen instead of try too hard. Uh, Fiji, obviously, it's like 
incredible. I haven't been to El Salvador before, so that'll be interesting. Brazil's pretty gnarly. <laughs> Jeez, what else is there? No J-Bay this year. No was so dev oh, yeah. What's your take on that? Is there any reason you've heard apart from funding? Well, I, I just think they did the Fiji thing instead of J-Bay. Yep. So hopefully next year they'll have both. Oh, that'd be awesome. Fiji um, instead of El Salvador or Brazil, maybe. No, you, you can't leave Brazil out. Like it's no, you can't. No, so you, yeah, um, it's it's a it's a financial thing, I guess. But you know the history that J Bay goes down with as well. Like and the surfing you see at that place, it's just so worth having. So hopefully it's back in twenty twenty five. No doubt it will be. And Come on, SA government, get behind it, mates. Margies, would you be? pushing for the would you ever be involved in the conversation on any given morning six to eight foot it's offshore is there any way you'd have any voice into saying let's go to the box and because it seems like they talk about it and never really want to do it yeah it's just the 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 logistical nightmare to go to the box so they've got to be it's got to be the perfect scenario for them to go no chance that it's not going to be good that day because they've got to move the day before I, I was talking to the, the Connors directors this or last year and just going, why don't you have – why can't you run at the same time? Yeah. You have the women's out front if you if you do and the, and the guys because it's always – comes down to a time a management thing as well. Like, you know, you've only got so many good days to run the event kind of thing. So with the women's as well. So it's like, you know, it's perfect Margaret's when you go to the box. Yeah, every so time. Every single yeah. time. So yeah. If you could do split the judging panel up, bang bang, you can run some women's out front and run the guys at the box, because you can't. And then you have the on the big screen, the, the people that come down to watch would love it. Oh if yeah. You could just go wow, and then see the girls ripping out front, and then everyone it's wins. A perfect scenario, because it is a little bit when you're down at the point watching. It is a little bit sort of far away to really get an understanding. A big you, screen would be ideal. Yeah, that's, that's what big, they do. They have replays on the big screen and everything yeah. from the e- box. Even watching main break, it's a bit far away. You yeah. still you still turn into the screen. Yeah. Even in, Free in, beers in the VIP didn't <laughs> wasn't really a worry, was yeah, it? Yeah, no, it was pretty good view from up there. It was, uh, <laughs> but you're still watching the screen, the, uh, you know. You're still looking at the screen half the time. Yeah. Well, I take my binos when I go there. You like, do. Yeah, I like because it is... A long way away. I remember yeah. someone once saying it might have been like Dan Ross or one of those winners back in the day that, mate, you just have to throw. It doesn't have to be the best turn. You just got to get lots of spray at Margie's because yep. it's so far away. At least it looks like you did something. Yeah, <laughs> big boards, big boards, big spray, yeah. big turns. Yeah, it yeah. was saying when Kieran Pirro was the commissioner, he would throw them out in the box. And oh yeah. Unlike the who is the current commissioner? I sort of can't keep up with it. Is it Jesse Meyer Daly? Yeah. Jesse yeah, Kiley. it depends. Uh, Travis Logie does a bit, some events, and um, Jesse does some events. And I think even Renato does a little bit as well now because, I don't know, budget cuts, I guess, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's, who's, who's going to be CEO, Matt? Yeah, I don't know. I'm so interested to find it. I, they haven't announced it yet? No. No. I want to know crazy. what the guy, <laughs> what is what yeah. happened to Elo? What's like I've seen little bits and pieces. What happened, mate? I d- honestly don't know. He did something bad. Oh, I want to know what it is. <laughs> no, because how do, you, get, how do you go from a job like that to like, you know, affected that immediately he's done, you know? During the competition. Yeah, halfway Who? through an event. Like, you know, it was like next day, sorry, he's affected immediately. So he's done it something. must have been fucked up. Yeah. You don't just so sack the CEO overnight. Who sacks the CEO though? Is it Ziff? 
Must have been. Yeah. He must have heard someone Someone just said that he was, I don't know what happened. So. Listen up, Dirk. Eli's been uh, giving me special cuddles and uh, I want him out. <laughs> yeah, but I want him I, out. I hope it's a surfer that takes it over. Like, um, Yeah, it needs to be. Someone so. that knows the ins and outs of, uh, you know, a Pat O'Connell or a... Um, what did uh, Smiling Billy James Mark said Mark Richards the other day? I thought, oh, what a great... It's out of left field though, isn't it? <laughs> Mark it was Richards. a bit left field. He might be a bit quiet for the job. Not hard enough either, I don't think. Mark's no. such a nice guy. You got to, it's, a, it's a tough job. Yeah. You've got to be pretty pretty full on and, and be hard when you have to be hard and but know the, the surfing history and the knowledge and, and know what the athletes are going through. And so there's lots of, you know, um, Brooke Farris maybe. She, she'd be great, I think. You know, whether she'd give up the CEO for quick rip call. I mean, Pay cut. Why would you? Where, where is Brooke based, mate? I think California. I'm not California. even sure, to be yeah. honest. She's right right in the zone for it. What are a couple of other names that you sort of think would fit the bill? Yeah, they're the two that come straight off the, you know, the Pat O'Connells that's run, you know, big marketing companies like Hurley before and Brad Gerlach maybe. I don't know. Like, they'd be pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. The guest at the 2023 yelling up single fin theory. Yeah, but you you got to you got to have your business sense about you, and it's not going to be all about the surfers. You got to ha- it's a fine balance if you get what I mean. Um, to be able to be hard enough to keep the surfers happy, and then keep the events running smoothly. Sponsorship is obviously really really tough for the the surfing world. Always has been. That's probably you know that's why. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough job. Tough question for a coach, mate. Why is the surfing industry as it is in such turmoil, whereas surfing as a sport and a recreation is going to next levels of uh, participation? Such a good question. I think that they're all they've all sold out. You know what I mean? They no one's really stuck to their core values of of being a, a surf company. If you get what I mean, they. If you're a public company, you've got to show figures that grow, and there's only so much you can grow before you have to sell out or create something else to get the numbers up. You get what I mean? It's it's what what I'm seeing in my business right now. It's like where do I go? Like I'm going, what do I do? I either sell out and go to discount chemists to get more product out in, in the world or I stick to our core values of our business plan and, and have it only in core places that we want to have it. So there's, there's such a fine line to to do it. But that's my it's a personal view. But you know, you, you see it all now. Like there's the owner of Billabong Quicksilver, Vulcan, you know, it's all one one company. So there's no competition either, you get what I mean? So there's no drive to create a better product almost. Yeah, well, how's the like... marketing wars that used to go on on how Billabong and Quicksilver and Rip Curl, how, how did they become the best marketing guys and the best having the best guys on tour and, and doing the craziest trips and the best videos, the surf movies. Yep. When I was a kid, mate, there was like such a – such a thrill to when the new Taylor Steele movie came out or Rip Curl or the, the Young Guns Quicksilver videos and stuff like that. It was like it's like a competition who can be the best. Yeah, who can make the but best. But now video. that's kind of like kind of all kind of gone wayward, I think. And and the top guys are always gonna be fine, you know, because they're always gonna get the endorsements. But like the as you see, like half the bottom guys on tour don't even have stickers on the boards. That's pretty sad. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. It's rough. What were the glory years financially? Was it the early 2000s or the 90s? When was the time? Late to, 90s, late early 90s. 2000s for sure. Like, you know, Quicksilver was doing the, the crossing, you know, they, they hired this boat that would just travel around the world creating content, you know, it was content yeah. was king. Um, spent millions and millions of dollars kind of thing. With me, Danny Wills, Mick Campbell, Kelly Slater, all in top ten, you know, 
it was crazy days. You know, we're all making really good money. Ross Clark Jones, Tom Carroll, all still on the team. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, it's just crazy th- those days. And now the, the teams can't handle it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no, the, the, the team budgets don't handle it. So the top guys survive, you know, like, mm. you know. Well, the internet probably gives, giveth and taketh away because like you don't have to wait for the next edition of Tracks Mag to come out or you don't have to wait for the next video made by Quicksilver Crossing to come out. So it, they carry less weight in a way because it's just you're just bombarded with so free sad. stuff all it's the time. so sad. Isn't it? I mean, I was part of the, the, the Seven Days, Seven Slaves deal when um, Waves magazine put the free surf um, movie on the DVD. cover of the, of yep. the you know, it was VHS. But oh, like that's it, right, yeah. it kind of ruined the whole surf movie world. You know, yeah. they were giving away surf movies for free. That, as like, a kid, you used to like save up for months for and go down and buy. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, which so, one am I going to spend my money on? Yeah. It's pretty pretty sad, the old surf magazine. They were, like I was grew up, grew up on it kind of thing, you know, just going, yeah. who's got the cover of the next wave? Yeah, you know? yeah, It was for like sure. an anticipation and a thrill to see, you know, in the surfer magazine in America and oh, it was – it was pretty exciting stuff, but now it's just like it's just all so digital, and it's yeah. like it's the way the world's gone. It's, it is what it yeah, is. It's not going back. It's pretty sad. You yep. mentioned Young Guns. Young Guns Two was was a great movie, a great surf film. Speaking of quickie surf films, remember you used to watch Surfers of Fortune a lot. That was the sickest little soundtrack. Well, what about performers and stuff like oh, that? that was so all down I mean? the line. Just oh, that like was have sick. a think about those surf movies, like. All time like productions, yeah. You know, like spend were. a lot of money and and you know, I remember going to see all down the line as a kid at, at the Swanee High School, like in a big theater. And Tom, they had Tom Carroll there, all the all the guys in the movie there really? signing autographs for Sick. us, handing out stickers, and yeah. the good old days stuff. Oh, they it's kind of like that. Like Griffin, like you see the two percent crew from San Clemente, they do it. Like they put oh. on surf movie stuff all the time and trying to bring back that. That grom froth, you know. Yep. Well, store's doing a bit of that too. They've shown some movies down at uh, down there. Yeah. Yep. You guys uh, had a bit of a chat about it last week. <laughs> yeah. You saw Jerome Forrest's edit. That was insane. Only five minutes, but you wanted more. But um, that was insane. Five where, minutes. Where do you see? I'm sure you mates him uh, with Stan McIntosh. Where do you see Stab's um, position in in the surf world? Because they seem to be doing a lot of, I guess, innovative stuff. Lots of um, different sort of video projects and all the rest of it, he, he seems to have his finger on the pulse in terms of what's what's what the surfing population wants. Yeah, gossip. <laughs> gossip, okay. <laughs> Pretty much. There you go. No, but, you know, everyone lo- wants to know how much everyone's making and, you know, they they did such a good the, – the, the Shaper thing that they did, like wh- how good was that? Like those guys uh, – Shapers tell the truth because they've got no hidden agendas, you know. <clears throat> and They don't have to answer to anyone. No, well – you know, and they've all all pretty much got a chip on the shoulders in a, in a good way, which yeah. they deserve. But yeah. I'm just saying that you know they they're not shy to to write someone off or you know to tell it how it is kind of thing. Um, I, I really liked it. I thought it was sick. Um, you know, the stab in the dark thing's sick. I reckon as well. It's pretty. The, the content that they're creating is pretty good, but I I just think they go down the gossip line a little bit too much. And yeah, speaking of stab <laughs> in the dark, they've obviously Chloe Andino is going to be there. 
new project for this uh, next round of that. Is he coaching at all in an official capacity? Do you know with the with the American crew because he sort of took that unofficial role almost it seemed last year and um, in terms of sort of just being the the team leader in a way. I don't know if he was coaching him as such, but it, I'm sure there was some sort of element of that going I on. I think he's, he was competing as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was definitely yeah. competing, but I, I, it was kind of like. But he's, not, he's not on tour this year. I mean, he's probably having another crack at the challenges. But Yeah, um, yeah it was kind of like what I was doing when I was on tour, kind of like we travel with all our buddies kind of thing. And I was like, um, you know, he used to call me the godfather because they always did come to me, do you think I should be running a bigger board, smaller board kind of, you know, in our small little circle. And that's what those guys have kind of got. They look for the older, more experienced guy that's been there, done that, and they all look up to, you know, with him. So, um, yeah, I think... I don't think he's going to go on tour. Like, if he's not going to compete on tour, I don't think he's got. A, he's got a young family. He's not going to go jump on tour to go coach. I wouldn't think. But yeah, yeah. He will probably, if he's competing, he'll probably take the you know the jet shillings and all the guys that are going to do the challenges again, and and you know give him a a, a helping hand. Um, every little help and you know that scenario that you can get them all together and and give them the good vibes. You know, that if you're having a good time, you compete better and kind of works well. Mate, if you're in Hawaii. And it's been between pipe and sunset and just a monster swell comes through and they're given the green light for the eddy for some strange reason. You're on the beach and someone didn't turn up for their heat. Would you throw the rashy on? Would you have a crack? I'll be at the golf course, mate. <laughs> you wouldn't You wouldn't do it if it was some strange... No way near fit enough to really? do that these days. No, no. way. Jeez. You reckon your brother would, though, if he was just, like, walking past? 100%. He would, he's, eh? Yeah. Even without any training, he'd yeah. just be like, I'm going. Yeah, he's still fit enough to do it. Like, he's not an office junkie like me. So yeah, right. I kind of, like, lost a lot of my fitness to, to, to do anything like that these days. Yeah. You know, just surfing... Locally, here is hard enough, let alone, <laughs> you know, the bay, but I'd decline for sure. Yeah. Hey, speaking of equipment and back in the days, the, the guys used to come to the Godfather. You see a lot of lot of guys on tour now ride really small boards. It was um, it was actually refreshing to see uh, Harry Brian. Brian. Yeah. I don't know how big that board was, 7.2 or something. It looked good though, didn't it? It did look sick. What size boards are is like the likes of Kanoa riding and let's say six foot pipe? Is it like the six O's or six to eight foot pipe? Yeah. What, they're, they're what sort of board size would would you sort of tell the guys to go to? Yeah, that's it's so personal. Like yeah. you get what I mean? Like I can't. Yeah, it's it's a confidence thing. You you can't miss a wave. So a lot of guys miss. You you, you want to ride the smallest board you can because you need it to fit. Yeah, without missing waves, be able to paddle power to get in. So yeah. the volume of their pipe boards are normally thicker. Yeah, so they've got that extra like glide and and volume. You know, I, I can't tell Kanoa like you. You know, that there's they're so fine tuned on knowing what board they want to ride. Yeah, and if I tell them to ride something else, it's like an excuse if they if they don't win. So <laughs> you know, sunset's completely different con- compared to pipe. Yeah, you know okay. I mean, because you can yeah. get away with any size board. Sure, long wise, yeah, you can always lose. Because you're riding too short a board, but very rare you lose because you're riding too long a board. So, mate, how do you handle a situation where you've given one of your surfers advice and they've done it and it hasn't panned out for him and they get like super angry at you and blame you? Does has that happened? And yeah, it happens. You, it happens. Yeah, it happens. And how do you deal with quite that? A lot. I mean, no one's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, and it's always a game plan that we we kind of have to try to agree with before they go out and there's a there's an a plan a b plan and then the hail mary plan so it's not like we're dealing with mother nature you, you you can't we're there at the beach trying to get the plan for the conditions that we're seeing 
and you can't control if the tide goes out and it goes flat or blah, 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 and you kind of got to adapt kind of thing. And that was what Canal was so good at a couple of years ago, adapting to conditions and, and chip shot waves and like read the ocean, unbelievable, one of the best in the world. So, um, but I've had, you know, I've had arguments with Zeke before, good like, you know, Tahiti against John John. I was going, just take the first best wave off John, you know, and, and you're going to have the best start of it. You know, it was shitty three foot onshore shit. He took a... Was that at Bells when he did that? No, no, no this is a Tahiti. No, he did that. Yeah, he beat, he beat him at Bells. But yeah. um, So what happened? And then he took a like a, a take off and flick out on the first wave. He took it off John. And oh, I was really? going, he sold you into that wave and you, you thought he was really going to take that wave? You should know better that that was a shit wave. Yeah. You know, we came in, we had the, you know, and I said, you can't, you know, yeah. you fucked it. <laughs> and, he just went, <laughs> and he didn't like Fuck, it. You, gotta, you know, I thought it was a good wave. I said, you can't think that was a good wave. Yeah. It was a two-point ride, dude. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be smart on that, you know, and then that didn't work. That didn't go down very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I, there's no point in sugarcoating stuff like that with these yeah. guys, you know. Whether they get angry and and they don't like what I say or whatever, but if you pat them on the back and go, "Bad luck, mate," it's like I don't believe in luck. You create your own luck. You know, you work hard. You you try not to make any mistakes. You go out there. You put on your performance. You know, and and if the guy comes in and he, he win, lose, or draw, if you haven't made any mistakes and you've done surfed as hard as you can and you get out surfed, you come in and, and I give him a clap. I go, you lost, but fuck, you did amazing. You yeah. ripped and you got two eights and the guy had a nine and an eight and hold your head high, you know. That's yeah. that's how you want to lose. The other guy out surfed you, not because you lost priority because you paddled for a wave and missed it and, and doing all the mistakes that we try and eliminate. Do you – um? I know one thing in basketball that's – basketball and a lot of other sports when there's various situations – they've got almost set plays or set strategies to sort of look at towards various times of the game. Like it might be coming up to halftime. Full and court set a, press. Set a bit of, yeah, set a bit of full court press or they'll intentionally foul to get the ball down the other end or whatever it might be. Do you have sort of contingency plans in place for different scenarios? Yeah, we do, but there's there's probably a thousand Million. scenarios yeah, yeah. in every heat can happen. You know what I mean? Whether whether you've got priority at the end of the heat, whether he needs a, a four or an eight, that's another different scenario and you've got priority or he's got priority and need, he's got a, needs a four and eight, you know, do you try and better a score or do you try and hold weight for him to make a mistake or give him one last chance? It's so many different and depends who you got. We do have kind of set plays if you've got priority and, you, and you've got a good lead and that's that's what I was talking about before about going down the beach with the, the number, you know, sparring partner with the, one of the best guys in the world, you get to do that time and time and time and time again. Mm. The more times you do it is is the best. And if you take it serious, they have little side bets or who's going to pay for dinner or, you know, little things. So it, they take it super seriously and I'm waving priority and, you know, so it's pretty full on and I'm scoring and videoing and doing it all. So it's like a it's like a proper heat and that could be a semi-final at Bells or whatever and, yeah. and they, you know, priceless. You yeah. mentioned Zeke Lauber. What's he doing these days, mate? Oh, he just had a shocker, didn't he? Like he yeah, went, a shocker. He got real close, like. I was pretty bummed for the big fella because he didn't make marks. I don't, don't think it started that well for him at the start of the year, but he's such a good surfer. Yeah, I just like – I mean, he was on tour at the start of last year, right? So he, he lost to Kayo at Pipe and Kayo had an interference. So he lost that heat with Kayo having an interference, which is hard to lose that heat, you know. And then he got an interference against Rio in the dying seconds at sunset. And like right. Zeke at sunset, he's won it a couple of times in, and seconds and stuff. So he was already in his home island, like yeah. already way behind the eight ball, full of pressure coming into the next event, you know, Portugal. And then I think he lost to Conor O'Leary, gave him a wave at the end or something. 
lost that heat and then come down to Margaret's needed a big result and it didn't happen. So yeah, it was, he'll go around again. You reckon? I don't know. He's had a kid now, and uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. He's got a new sponsor. Uh, I think they're pretty. Looks like they're pretty happy for him to stay at home because he didn't go to Brazil at the end of last year to try and get his rating points up for the the challenges and stuff. So I don't. I really don't know. Hey, just on your your coaching career to date, what have been some of your finest moments? My finest moments are getting the kids like Kanoa and Griff and stuff when they're so talented and then molding them into qualifying. That's my what I really love. You yeah. get what I mean? Like these all the so many talented kids, right? Yeah. And you see them watch surf all these heats and they 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 just blow it because there's no format to their the competition surfing and and they're all ripping and they'll they'll blow one heat apart and then they'll get two forwards the next heat, you know? There's just trying to get their consistency up and then be create one of the you know, one of the best servers in the world is is what I pride myself in. And, you know, I, I told these kids when they're 17, I said, stick with me, I'll make you rock stars, boys. Yeah. So I know they've got the ability. They've got yeah. 10 times more ability than me. And look what I created, you know, from my hard work and knowledge. And I was going, it's all hard work. Even the Kobe Bryant's and stuff, that's what I send all these guys, the, the his Instagram stuff, just going, the guy was so talented, but he created his talent. He was the hardest working guy on the in mm. the NBA. And he, so you can't... There's no luck involved. See, this is no. what I'm talking about, the luck factor. Mm. Take the luck factor out of it. Yeah. So that's, Fuck the luck factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of my protests, man. And then obviously when they get to a CT, winning CTs, like yeah. uh, Kanoa and Griffin, US Open one year was incredible because coaching them both, they're both in the final. Um, Kanoa and Steph winning um, uh, Kramis that year. Win, you know. Oh, that would have been. It's just sick watching them create their, their dream, you know, like. Achieving their goals, you know. Yeah, that's. Awesome. I know they all want to become world champion, yeah. but like, yeah, as long as they got the opportunity to become a world champion, you know, I'd hate to see them not even getting onto tour to, to do it. So that's my proudest moments is creating the kid when he's young enough to to utilize his talent. Cool. And you can see that, you know. Um, you ever come across any kids that similar age, 16, 17, that you think you're not going to make it professionally? Do you sort of? Don't sugarcoat it and sort of tell them, listen, kids. Not really because, like, I mean, if if I could make it as a professional surfer, I, I generally Anyone think… Anyone care? Well, basically. Oh, if you, go, if, if your head's strong enough. Far, but <laughs> no, well, but if yeah, you're, if I know what you're saying, but if you are going to make it, you would have made it by now, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. Is there a chance talent. for me, Snake? That's no. what T-Bone's <laughs> trying to ask you here. On the Masters Tour, mate. You shouldn't put yourself down, mate. You made it because, you know, you're also a very talented surfer. No, but my, you know… But you weren't a freak like Taj. No way. Like, you know, I told Taj to come training with me. I'll make you world champion, you know. Yeah. He came one day and went, fuck that. I was running June's at Ingy Hill and, you know, swimming back to the car park, riding my bike back to the Cage Road and stuff, you yeah. know, going hard. Yeah, yeah. And then he just goes, oh, that's, you know, he, he didn't need to. You he know didn't what I mean? need he, to. Yeah. He was fine and he still is fine. You get what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's why I'm working an office job and he's, you know, got a house <laughs> in Yelling. I'm on a big farm out the back of Yelling. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but each to their own. But like, but I, I truly believe that everyone in the Challenger series can make it because yep. everyone's got the talent. It's just whether you've got the mindset and willing to sacrifice. It's yeah. sacrifices. It's hard. It's pretty yeah. unlikely a kid's going to get in the position to be asking you this unless he's already talented enough. No, it's enough. a hypothetical it's, question because yeah. you think a lot of whether it's parents pushing their kids into all eggs in one basket type thing, yep. strive to be a professional surfer, which is all good to follow your dreams, but yeah, the reality Tell your check kids as to well. have, a, have a backup plan. Yeah. I'm not sure if especially kids these this, days are thinking of having a backup no, plan or just following the their The climate dreams. of surfing at the moment, like yeah. we were talking about earlier. It's, yeah, it's pretty hard to make money. 
True. Yeah, I did the Quicksilver. I was the team, Quicksilver team manager for a while after after I retired and um and had to deal with a lot of parents and stuff. I said the kids got to finish school. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? And they were all homeschooling and stuff. I was going, that's it's crazy. You're putting. I was giving them the scenario, the percentages of how many surfers make a career, like make a living out of professional surfing. You know, they might yeah. make be all right, but you're not yeah. going to pay bills and buy a house. Buy and, a house. You yeah. Know, like yeah. You gotta have a backup plan, yeah. As as you were saying, yeah. so a lot of the um, lot of the, lot of crew that have been on tour, are, you know, a couple of years or whatever, and they're doing things like bricklaying or carpentry or whatever, which is yeah, not a bad, obviously a bad thing to do. We've all got well, Matt Banning's like laying driveways. Chippy yeah, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. one of the most talented guys <laughs> so to good. ever come through in the in junior the ranks. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Got on tour, did it all, smoked some top guys. Broke his leg yeah, or something. No, he had a hairline fracture in his hip or something that really okay. – but then it came back strong and, and almost made the tour again. But uh, his talent was incredible and yeah. that's just one for you. Like now he's laving driveways kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's yeah, I think Kyoten's a carpenter now. At least Kyoten had a bit of taste of the tour when there was money in it, though. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, that's the other thing, all the, all the kids being homeschooled now. Yeah. There's no money in it, kids. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> go, go back to normal school. Now, I know that you do have to get off to dinner, mate. Yeah. Um, I've got two questions, specialty questions. If go you've for got it, something. Mate. Should I go, go now? No, no, you go. Okay. Yep. Uh, mate. Either as a coach or more than likely the answer will lie when you're a competitor, what's the uh, the best celebration you've ever seen after someone winning a comp? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm sure there were some rippers. Can you nail it down to one? Was it you? Was it someone else? Oh, no, I don't know if it was me. Um, geez, uh, I don't know. I don't been to so many <laughs> i won a couple but um mine were a long time ago yeah um even not even the best at one that just pops in your head no so there's not one that just pops in so my there, head. so there was a lot of big celebrations after a, a win back in the day oh yeah it depends where you were and like you normally like if it goes to the the, the event goes to the end of the day you, you're off the next day to yeah. go to the next event so you, oh, right. you can't just go crazy crazy you there's a there's a limit to it all and um oh Richard Lovett winning trestles. I remember that. Richie that, Lovett winning yeah, trestles. Yeah. We Bruce Beach's house is the back of San Clemente there, had a big pool party, um puts on a big barbecue. It was like a bit of a tradition. Luke Eakin won it a year before, I think. Did the same thing, big pool party at Bruce Bruce Beach's place. Who's Bruce Beach? He was the it's got a quality name to have a electric guy from back in the day. Like oh, yeah. he was like one of the so everyone knew him. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, oh I just remember Bruce Bruce saying the next day he found like three phones on the bottom of the pool. Like, <laughs> it was just like a it was yeah, that's decadence. Yeah. Three, three phones, two yeah. pro surfers. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bottles of um Patron, just ugh. Good times. Um, okay, so then on the flip side of that, the worst dummy spit you've ever seen. Oh, 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 oh. oh it's got to be Freddie Patasha, surely. Mm. Is Freddie riding his board into a rock? Yeah. Where, where, where <laughs> was that one again? At, At Snapper. Snapper. Well, th- th- there's a backstory to that. Like D-Bar was pumping for days and days and days on end and they were just going, no, we want to wait till Snapper, Snapper, Snapper. Like, And then like they ran at Snapper. It was horrible. It was this big. Freddie sat there, his whole heat, caught his last first wave with like a minute to go, yeah. just rode it and just went, 
and was nothing. The other guy had got a couple of sixes and so he was done <laughs> with a minute to go and just went, you know, I waited a whole week surfing, pumping D-bar for a whole week. You yeah. wouldn't run the event and, and then I'd, I caught one wave in. So that was pretty – that's the backstory to that. And then yeah. I – Kelly at Bell's against Pat O'Connell and I think in the quarter – he kind of like glided into a wave and, and got the wave he needed at the end of the heat, but he was up after the hooter. Oh, but yeah. He kind of, because he glided kind of thing instead of like getting straight to his feet. Oh, yeah. Got in, up to the competitors there and ripped his board in half down his swallowtail. Just ripped, ripped it in, in half. half. <laughs> he was oh, so I haven't angry. seen that done. And then there's Sonny back in the day was probably the best. Like he was just, oh, almost tall scaffolding down sometimes <laughs> it was like so heavy did he just have multiple anger flare-ups did yeah, he yeah oh there's philippe in brazil when he got an interference against canoa running up to the judges banging like he's not as scary as sunny though obviously like yeah, he, yeah or, was, well, or was he pretty angry no nah, pretty angry but not as bad as sunny man. like everyone's scared probably of his old man was making up a- Making a bit of ruckus too, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo just getting up, up into the <laughs> well, yeah, judges' grill. Got, yeah, like a jump on his board like Bell's at, recently. Uh, a couple it, years at ago, the Coke wasn't it? Wasn't it Coke when he? Yeah. It, they didn't that air that he made or yeah. debatable whether he oh, made yeah. or not. Like, and um, they didn't claim and came in and jumped on his board. Yeah. Um, there was. There's, the, there's been some good ones. There's been some good ones. Yeah, hiding in the toilet after Jack Robbo pinched him at Bell's. That was good as well with yeah. Tyler. Mm. No, he doesn't do it in there. Actually pinched him. <laughs> pinched <laughs> the win off him. <laughs> All right. Uh, last questions, boys. Our uh, man Snake's got to get off. T-Bone? No, not, not really last questions, but um, since Snake is heading off to Hawaii and uh, as a token of appreciation, Whoa. we'll present him a a forest or a state, a lifestyle Cab Merlot. Whoa. It's a great, great Have wine, Snake. Enjoy that with your dinner tonight or wow. sweet. That'll be tasty. It's won some awards, I see. (laughs) It's a great range lifestyle. It's like their starting range and it's a really nice... um, What do you mean? It's their premium range, right? Forrester. Forrester Estate. Mate, so, okay, there's one for you. Um, Mate, as you sit back in the Turtle Bay Resort, quaffing uh, Hawaiian, uh, what's their famous drink? The Mai Tai Tai or something. you know, do you say to your uh, the people you're coaching, do as I say, not as I do? Do you allow them to have a beer, or uh, while well, you're just living the high life, or do you lead by example? No, I, it's each to their own kind of thing. So, um, I'll go back to the the Bali event um, where Kanoa and Steph won. We we always had dinner together at the commune. We're you know we're all staying there or whatever, and we kind of hung together and stuff. And we all just had this tradition of like a dessert if you keep winning heats you got this chocolate thing that was pretty decadent that you know steph was going i can't do it again i'm a chick you know i'm yeah yeah you know, i've got to watch me way kind of thing <laughs> i was going you tradition you won your heat today you got to do, you get the chocolate and, ice cream yeah. yeah so it was like you know kept on doing it and went on and win so it was like if you're having a, a beer every night just to relax or whatever it's whatever you're comfortable with you know it's it's each to their own. Like I don't think Ethan drinks at all yeah. during an event. Can, can I, no, I don't think many do it at all. But I I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wash off the day. You know, maybe another, Kate Matson might have a couple with. I have you, another mate. Mai Tai. Thank you. My yeah, well, not not Mai, but like just don't know get plastered or anything. But like it's a long day. Yeah. Up on dark every day to the beach, filming all day. You get kind of cooked and yeah. And you know you get to back home, you just go oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just kick off the you know. Finish off the day with a, a little 
Look for you. Yeah, no, ever need a hand with that camera, mate? I can um, <laughs> dust off my skills. It's been a while, but you know, if there's a spot for me in your board bag there, a second camera. You've got to get in line, mate. I've had a few offers. <laughs> oh, Sounds good. All right. Um, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure as usual. But before you do go, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who oh, is going to be to what? Oh, oh, uh, you might have one. Who who is going to surprisingly miss the cut on the men's? Oh, I, wasn't expe- I wasn't expecting that question. Oh, that's uh, impossible to answer. Um, surprisingly miss. Surprisingly miss. I'll, I'll help you, mate. David Silver. What's surprising about that's that? Not, that's not surprising. <laughs> no. I, I, All right, I'll make it, it easier for you. It's more like a, a surprising who will make the cut. I would think. Like I don't want to. I don't want to wish anyone bad. All right, who, I mean? who will surprisingly make it? No, I don't, don't want to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> But you know I mean it's I, I need the list. Of, I don't even have the list. I don't even know. Like, it's too hard. Like, it's literally it comes down to one heat. Some all those guys coming into Margaret's, there'll be a bunch of guys probably all tied because of the way the the, the heats all go. You know, thirty third, seventeenth, ninth. You get one ninth and two seventeenths. They're all going to be tied. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's five events, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's all going to be tight. And yeah, you get he, one one yeah. fifth or one third. You, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Kelly Sadies is always say you win four heats or something and you you throw. Yep. Uh, Adzi, I know you thought I was going to ask something, but what was I going to ask? Oh, well, I just thought you were going to ask him for the two winners for the year. I just thought Crystal Ball, you're surely going to go, who's the, who's the man to beat? Who's the lady to beat this I year? I thought that was a bit obvious. Yeah, uh, that's why I thought you were asking it, yeah. Kanoa and Sawyer Limbo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I was wondering whether he'd just say that or whether nah, he'd... I, I <laughs> that's why I changed it to who's the person to beat nah. as opposed Philippe's to... going to be hard to beat again at Trestles, whether it's two foot... If it's two foot, he's not... What if not he doesn't gonna... make it? He's making it. You he's reckon there's it, yeah. no way he'll not make the top five? What if no, Park, Sunset, no Cloud chance. Break and Tahiti are all He won big. Sunset last year. He ripped at Sunset last yeah, year. Yeah, but it was like fucking six foot at best. But even <laughs> even still, like he's <laughs> well, he's super smart and he he adapts to to when it gets challenging and heavy. He he still makes heats. He like he's made uh, quarters before it chopes and stuff. So and he's done all right at pipe before. Like if it, if it's big and heavy and he draws wild card, he'll get beat. But if it's four to six foot, he he'll he's hard to beat. Still, yep. so, okay. um, but if he makes top five, if it's small, he. Uh, do you remember the final at J Bay last year? By any chance? Yeah, yep. it was the hardest surf in the world to surf. He had Ethan in the final, and he was making everyone look silly, the top guys in the world, and he was doing these turns, fitting and going twice as fast as everyone, yeah, and crazy, and just he was unbeatable that yeah. day. And if Trestles is hard to surf. If it's six foot, everyone has a little chance. But if it's under that, he's going to be unbeatable. He also lives there, right? So yep. it's uh, pretty, pretty used to the conditions. Will Gammy Medina make the top five? 100%. Oh. Will Geordie Smith ever um, pull his finger out? No. Oh, oh, sorry, you're asking Jake. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've got a special guest <laughs> in here for a reason. <laughs> we've been waiting a long time for the big, <laughs> big South African. But, um. he's, got to have, he's got to have a good year to make top five. You know what I mean? He's got to win an event somewhere along the line. And he's kind of like it feels like he's lost a bit of passion for yeah, me. Yeah, he like he's, yeah. he's kind of like he's killer. He's resigned, died. resigned to the fact. He used to be gnarly back yeah. in the day. Like you know, four or five years ago, he was like, you don't want to draw Geordie kind of thing. But um, he 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 has moments of brilliance, but yeah. he's kind of like lost a little bit of his killer instinct. I think. Got to be pretty comfortable living a nice nice lifestyle, and you know, yeah. I'm sure he's done pretty well out of surfing. Lives in a nice spot. Yes. La Dudno, I think. Is that right? Is Jack Robbo going to be in the top five? 
be hard not to, I think. He's yep. too good everywhere, you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Olympics with these guys. Like the the, the, the Olympics throws a big spanner in their whole campaign. Um, yeah. yeah, campaign because right the, in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. And then they go straight to Tahiti, I think. Um they had to stay there. Yeah. Is there the comp plus <laughs> the Olympics at Tahiti? Yeah, there's 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 Tahiti as a WCL event and then there's the Olympics. Right. Okay. No, yeah. you you gotta go to the Tahiti and then you you go to El Salvador, Brazil, uh, oh, and then back. Olympics, and then oh, okay. and then Fiji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, it's, it's only a year that's going to sort out the wheat from the chaff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, the top five's going to be gnarly when when you've got Gabby just missing out last year, um, and you could think that was super unlucky, and then it came down to one heat, you know, one wave, so one wave. You know, that's buzzer beater from Jack Robbo. Yeah, fighting for the last spot. So. Yep. Pretty exciting stuff. That's what I was saying about, you know, you saying, you know, everyone hates it, but the excitement of it all. The, the WSL have done an amazing job yeah. for the excitement oh, of making I, the cut. I, I think we the, all love the, the format. Cut. We just don't want it at that way. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a consensus. But it's an, it's Americanized. Yeah, yeah. So, And what about on the girl side of the draw with, if possible, no Steph? You heard it here first. And, no uh, Steph, no Chris. And may, I don't know, maybe. I don't know about Steph. That's not even... That's uh, just we'll a, just make... Mate, just a we're, we're just claiming it. We've got to claim something. I'll put it out there. You... Your favourite girl, mate, Sally Fitzgibbons. She's Sally's back. back. Nah, yeah, no, nah. back again. Yeah, well, maybe it's maybe it's the year. Maybe, maybe it's those, the year. Maybe it <laughs> is. I, I, I just tell you one thing: the the girls' tour in say three or four years is going to be gnarly yeah, with yeah. all the Sarah Kerr's and yeah. um, the Aaron Brooks and wow, Caitlin Simmers. Yeah, 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 like the Katie Simmers with three years under her belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know they're going to be doing big airs. Yeah, coming anytime soon. So yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited to, to see the progression of the girls surfing in the next Molly Pickles for world champ this year for me. Yeah, I'm not far behind you. I reckon it's either Molly or Katie. It really depends on what Trussell's is like again. Like Caroline did it so easy on her backhand. Yeah. It was like because there's no one doing airs, it's like yeah, she can do three backhand rears, get an eight boom, 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 every, every, every single time. Yeah, because mm. it's critical. And then one of the girls on the forehand, you've got to do the wrap and then like a blow tail, you know, to get that scores hard. Much we'll shots to look forward to. Ladies and gentlemen, he is back in the game, back in the coaching game. Jake Snake Patterson, thank you so much for joining us on Barrel Surf Podcast and good luck to you and your crew, Kanoa Igarashi, Kate Madsen and, of course, Sawyer Lindblad in 2024. Thanks for joining us, mate. Always a pleasure, guys. Yep. It's real you. fun. Up the snake. You. All right. We will catch you next time on Barrel Surf Podcast. We are live with our fantasy league in the WSL. So join the league. We're funky oh, Nelly too this year, Danny. Come on down. Snake, have you uh, got a fantasy league going again? Uh, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'll cool. try to win another board from you. Yeah, another <laughs> one. Uh. Yeah.
beautiful snake. You know what? I'm a professional. You see a snake like this, don't muck with it. And one thing's for sure, don't try this at home. Far too dangerous. This snake could have enough venom to kill 